Today's podcast is sponsored by Muse Activewear. If you've been following absolutely any of my social media content of late, you'll have seen I've fallen hook, line and sinker for this brand. Muse Activewear provides the highest quality athleisure wear for the ambitious, inspired female. Whether you're hitting the gym, dressing up to meet the girls for lunch, or simply want to feel amazing while we spend that little bit more time at home at the moment, there's something in the range you will absolutely love. I've literally lived in Muse since I first came across the brand. Everything's designed in the most gorgeous muted color palette. The detailing's really simple and elegant, and I can absolutely confirm that it's both as buttery soft as it looks and can testify it's completely squat-proof. The chance to get involved with Muse was a no-brainer for me, and the fact that they're doing great things all from their Glasgow base was the absolute cherry on top. You can currently get 10% off your Muse order via the link in my Instagram bio and absolutely any questions you may have about any of the products or sizing, etc. I'd be more than happy to answer. Hello. Today on the podcast, it is a first for, for me. It's my first full interview, start to finish, with just me and one of my clients. I'm joined by Nick, Nicole. Nick is one of my one-to-one clients who I have actually known for as long as I have been in the gym group in Dundee. And I'm not going to say too much about this, actually. I think everything that we talk about really stands alone and speaks for itself. Um, but what I will say is that we cover a lot in this, and I don't think that anyone will be able to listen to this and not feel inspired, motivated, take away practical tips irrespective actually if your goal is weight loss to change your body composition build muscle whatever it may be we talk about things that are much wider ranging than than just losing a couple of pounds but actually nick hasn't lost a couple of pounds we're talking about 30 kilos that's 66 pounds if that's how you work so 66 pounds in the space of a year She's just a wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, I can't wait for you to listen to this. And I've got a funny feeling that this is going to be one of the, the most rated or the highest pay, played uh, podcasts I've ever done. So sit back, enjoy this recording with my client, Nicole. Today on the podcast, it's a first for the podcast, actually. I have never done a full client interview. Today I have... Nicole, Nick, Nick, I've got Nick on the podcast. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm good, thank you. I can't believe this. This is crazy. <laughs> you've, you've had fitness influencers, physios, like I don't know, and then just little old me. So As yeah, this is really yeah. surreal to me. <laughs> I almost guarantee this will get more listens than all of them. This is always the case. Like <laughs> I guarantee. So Nick is on today. For any of you who have ever come to any of my classes or you've ever gone on any of my Instagram stories or seen anything about client testimonials or results, I can guarantee that you have seen one of Nick's either progress photos or her chatted away or something. Um, you must feel a little bit like an Instagram influencer, do you? With your little stories and your updates and your... I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I wish I had a bigger audience almost to share it with but I don't I think for me I use Instagram more as a platform to be held accountable almost and because I'm now part of a community of people who are on their own journey and it's really inspiring to see that so that's probably why I use Instagram like I do to kind of keep track of the progress and the journey that I've been on I think. I like it as well from a coaching point of view because it's like a behind the scenes. Like I get your check-in that's all glowing and I had this wonderful week and I lost this and I lost that. And I'm like, you put up a video on Tuesday saying that you were raging about this and that you could be armed. Yeah, that's probably standard. I think it's important for me to, I think I probably do share more of the ups than I do the downs. Um, but I want to create a platform or a space that is inspiring and encouraging and um yeah people probably don't like people have got enough going on without listening to my moans as well but yeah there is an element of honesty is probably the best way to put it with um the way I kind of put myself across on um any platform really what you see is what you get with me probably yeah. 
on social media and face to face. I didn't realize that's a good way to sum you up. So Nick, let's let's go back a little bit. We kind of jump straight into this and we will talk a little bit about honesty is the best policy later on. But to put this into context, you have now lost a life changing amount of weight. We're on 30 kilos now. We were 30 kilos. Um, we're on, yeah, 30 kilos. Uh, with uh, with more to go. Um, but to get to this point, I think we should talk about that journey, how long it's taken. Um, and let's go, actually, let's start right back at the beginning. So have you, have you always been into sport? Has it always been something that you've done? Um, yeah, but no, but probably. I grew up um, in the countryside and spent my weekends riding horses, mucking out. So very active um, as a teenager. I played um, competitive hockey at school, played for the area. Um, but I would never, I was always kind of, I've always been as long as I can remember the kind of fat, funny girl. There hasn't really been um, a fitness journey for me, really. It's not really something that I've done before. Prior to having my first baby so in 2013 I did the usual joined like a slimming club um, and I joined the gym to kind of help with that but I didn't have a clue what I was doing and I would just go and um, go in the morning and watch Jeremy Kyle and try and run on a treadmill and that was about the extent of my kind of dabbling into any fitness space at all anything that I'd done probably prior to that point would be would have been recreational and I would have been kind of a teenager probably it probably ended when I hit 18 to be fair 18 so wait 18 and then you had Libby when I was 28 so probably went 10 years where I didn't really do anything at all so you had Libby and then what about when Ellie came along what was the what was the, were things like in between the two of them um, yeah, so Libby is um, six, Ellie is three, and there was really nothing in between. It was just like I'd led a very um, lazy lifestyle, um, go out at the weekends, I'd drink a lot of alcohol, um, I just like to eat food. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, I didn't really in probably for the last prior to this journey in the 10 years prior to that I'd never done anything within a fitness space apart from go for a walk with friends that's it so I think it kind of leads on to the question of okay what was it that made you then make a decision was it was there a penny drop <coughs> was there a was did something happen or was it just something that kind of crept up for you um, so back in 2019, I started a new job um, and that was probably the biggest turning point for me. I moved from an environment where at the time I was really unhappy, but I didn't actually realise that at the time. Um, so I moved into a team um, of people who were all really active, um, whether that be riding bikes um one of the girls that I work with she runs, runs like marathons for fun um the guys were going to the gym and I was seeing the benefits that this wasn't it probably wasn't their physical health that I noticed it on the thing that flagged it up to me is how it made them feel and I thought oh, actually like I'm probably I'm feeling a little bit miserable I'm not really happy like everything's a bit tight and a bit uncomfortable like I can't walk up the stairs at work without being out of breath like and it was embarrassing. Um, and I think I decided, right, I'll do the couch to 5K. And the aim, the goal at the time was, I just want to run 5K without stopping. So I think that's like a 10 kind of 12 week program. I downloaded the app for free um, on my phone. And that was kind of my first experience of having to juggle my priorities and juggle my family life so um that was could probably come back to that a little bit later on but um after a few weeks I did it I did the couch to 5k and probably for the first time in a really long time I'd started something and I'd seen it through to the end and um, and that was really exciting but I finished it and I did it and I was like oh like what now like what happens and I kept saying to Ryan my partner I'm gonna join the gym I think I'll join the gym 
and I kept saying it and kept saying it it was probably a couple of months and I said it to him one last time I'm gonna join the gym and then 15 minutes later he's like right I've signed you up for the gym like I'm sick of hearing you talk about it so he signed me up for the gym and he was like I've signed you up for the membership that gets you the free PT session um as part of it so you can go and do that and then perhaps they can help you get started or something like that and I was like oh like, I've really got to do something with this now like I think I probably was just doing a little bit of talk for talk like I'm gonna start the gym like it's September but I'll wait till January to start the gym like that kind of um that kind of feeling but it was probably a bit later than that I think it was probably like October November time I think but yeah I just um couch to 5k like I'm not I don't really enjoy the running I enjoyed that 30 minutes of kind of space within my day where I didn't have to think about anything I didn't have to think about what Libby needed for school what Ellie needed for nursery what I was going to cook for tea what I needed to do like I wasn't mum I was just me in my headspace and for that 30 minutes and how that made me feel it really had a positive impact on my kind of mental well-being and um it just made me a nicer person <laughs> like it sounds a bit cliche and a bit ott but it really did make a massive difference to me mentally at the time and um, that was really the only thing that i was doing i wasn't really changing any other habits so whilst i wasn't seeing other results i was feeling those results mentally and that was really really rewarding and exciting too for me so that would have been the summer of 2019 is that correct yeah that's right yeah so by that yeah. point ellie is ellie's one or two she must she must have been still really young she'd be yeah one she'd be coming up for two coming up for two i would get to the point where um i would have to take the pram with me on some days like and um, yeah you just have to juggle it but yeah yeah, yeah she would have been coming up for two mommy mommy <laughs> like one of those yeah like yeah only that vision that you see that wasn't it's not accurate that's not an accurate portrayal of what was to be seen running down locky road waddling with a pram like these mums make it look easy running with a pram it's really you really do need two arms to run (laughs) and nick if you don't mind me asking at that point so 2019 what weight were you sitting at around then roughly um I was probably if we did like did what like kilos mm. I think I was probably 120 kilos I think um so at that point Ish. sitting around 125 maybe yeah, yeah yeah um and then so we finished you finished that um and then you joined the gym in the October let's just say and then what happened Ta-da! <laughs> I know, like as fate would have it so I <laughs> Ryan signed me up for the gym and I didn't do anything with it for a while because it's like right, I'm really gonna do it and then I was like oh no it's really scary like what are people gonna think and um like I don't know what I'm doing like where do I start like even just the thought of walking through the door and putting like my code in the door like I knew the door was like a revolving door I was like my god like is my bum gonna fit in there like and I knew it would it was just all of these really silly excuses and I went online and you just go online on your app you booked I booked my free PT session here it is this day and I think that was probably about a week in advance and I was kind of hoping when I booked it at the time I could just be like right I'm just gonna book it and while I'm in this headspace like I'll just go and be really brave um but that kind of next week I talked myself out of it even to the point where I drove to the gym and I sat in my car in the car park and was like I really don't want I don't know if I want to do this or not so I kind of had that um mental battle I think with myself at that point where I was I I just had to I don't know I I think I just felt really sad I was full of self-doubt um I come across as this really kind of vivacious, bubbly character, but I'm massively lacked in confidence in myself. Um, but then I just went in and <laughs> the rest is history. So, yeah. 
yeah I went to that free PT session and I kind of went in and it was just like a little lost sheep um, and the manager in the gym came up he's like you are right it's like I'm here for my free PT session and he was like oh you're with Caroline today I'll just go and get her and then then along you came and then yeah um, so I think we should probably say now it's actually as coincidence to have it I was brand new to the gym at that point as well so we were both probably standing there trying to put this front on about how confident we were <laughs> and both probably absolutely shitting it but we were um, we had our session and then very very quickly you started to come along to Sunday sweat classes which were my classes for my clients wasn't it on a, on a Sunday morning yeah and you were in the very very first batch I remember the first couple of weeks there was like five of you some weeks there were three of you and we just used to get together but you were one of the originals and we would do horrible things for an hour on a Sunday morning usually make too much noise remember that week we got told to put the music down being too loud yeah turn the music down all right that's when we were we had the luxury of being able to play, work out to Beyonce um, <laughs> yeah. you started coming to Sunday sweat classes and let's talk about those first couple of weeks so the first session's obviously a little bit terrifying did you then come in on your own after that or did you did you wait to train within a group how did you find it and um, after when you kind of set me up you kind of took me through on that free PT session like a whole body workout and um I didn't go back and do it on my own because I was just too scared I was just too intimidated by the whole setup and wrongly so um it was just all in my head like I was talking myself out of it and now in hindsight I can look back and see that I was creating excuses for excuses sake and I can see that now and um, but it was it was scary so for me those Sunday sweat classes were a really safe space for me to jump about and do what I need to do to work out without even having to think about it you were there telling us what to do and actually what that taught me being in that environment is that it's actually a really supportive environment to be in and no one cares like people are working out too hard to like they don't care that like my tummy is jiggling about like if anything you kind of I think I see people now and think oh yeah like good on you like go for it and that's the kind of environment that it is and after doing those Sunday sweat sessions for a few times and then went to a few other classes and ventured out with kind of the different people within the gym to the different classes they do I thought no do you know what actually like no one cares enough like it's some of it, it sounds so pretentious of me to be like everybody's gonna care what I'm doing in the gym but um they really don't um and yeah and then after that I started working with you one-to-one -one, um with PT and then from that point I felt way more confident just I think because I had more experience under my belt like I don't even think see it sounds so stupid but walking into the gym even the machines are intimidating like oh the seat's in the wrong place but I don't know how to move the seat like it sounds so silly but when you just want to get like in and done under the radar with the as little kind of as little attention as possible that's kind of um that's just the feeling that I got from it but yeah it's so understandable isn't it like you want to go in there you don't want to feel like you're causing a scene in any way and you know if moving that chair <coughs> making a noise is going to I totally totally get it I think what was uh what was great about our one-to-one -one sessions was that it allowed you to explore different areas of the gym I remember the first day that we went over to the boys area and <gasps> I remember the first time that you got a trap bar and you deadlifted because your face when you finished it and you came off that bit, like when we walked off the floor, once you'd finished it, was just this glowing, like, excite. it was so infectious. Like, I can't believe I just did that. It felt like, I think that was probably a really, a real turning point for me mentally, because I was like, I was in a space where um, I was really previously really intimidated by, but actually I'd overcome that fear and that kind of mental boundary and did it and it was like oh it was actually all right like they're they're they don't care 
that (laughs) I'm there and that's like that's probably the main yeah that's that was probably the biggest turning point for me the fact that um I think that was a turning point for me in probably more than one way so confidence wise in that actually I can feel comfortable in this space and hold my own and it's okay if I'm not doing everything right because nobody cares and um secondly it went from I want to be thin to I want to be strong and fit and that was a big big mental change for me yeah Uh, I do I remember when we were picking up weights and we were you know pushing them and we were talking more about building strength because by that point you had your log book as well so you were actually logging your lifts every week and seeing the progression in that way and what was happening was that we'll talk about lifestyle factors as well because they were kind of going on in the background but what was happening as a byproduct of you getting stronger and going to the gym very consistently and very regularly was that you were losing weight but that was very much um a bonus, if you will, of you getting fitter and getting stronger. So you're training at that point, we were doing, you were getting a Sunday sweat class, which is very much cardio circuits, light kit, going around, hammering it out. But we were supplementing that with your resistance sessions in the gym. So it was a good mix um, at that point. How, then lockdown hit. So we did that for three, four months. And then... Yeah, probably about then. Yeah, and it was the end of March and it was like everything just got taken away. What were your initial thoughts for the first lockdown? Do you remember? I was just so annoyed because I think I had created so much momentum and I had built a routine around my lifestyle and my commitments that just really worked and all of a sudden it was like oh like what's gonna happen and so it wasn't a great start really for me like lockdown I I hit the booze and I was like oh the sun is shining well this is shit so we might as well I kind of fell back into old habits whereas the four months prior to that I hadn't really drunk at all um I hadn't um really touched any alcohol and there was at one point where you said to me look you've got a choice here so you can keep doing this and keep making these choices and at the end of lockdown you can be really disappointed that you made those choices or you can do something about it now and then leave lockdown in a better position than what you started it in and I thought yeah that's what I that's what I want to do I don't want to look back in what well, what we now it was what like four months and be like oh my god I, I think I would have just derailed um all of the progress that I've made but in hindsight that first lockdown is probably the best four months on this journey that I've had yeah so if we to put it into context before we we start and you're saying you made all these lifestyle changes and you created the structure for yourself you did that in the space of four months 16 weeks so that's essentially from never really having been in the gym before then we hit Christmas and I remember coming off for that Christmas break we came back into January and it was the last week of March when the gym shut so four months that you spent creating this structure around your gym workouts then obviously this hit and we had to transition everything online and I think everyone at that point was kind of flailing about wondering where this was going to go but we did have to refocus and think okay what are the options here um in terms of transitioning online this is obviously a space where I'm not seeing you one-to-one. So we had to rely on a lot of other factors, things like step counts, diet, lifestyle and habit formation. Let's talk a little bit about that because I think that's probably the point where we spent the majority of our time talking about diet. By this point, I remember in the gym, there's a picture of you holding a five kilo dumbbell five kilo five kilos so what I used to do is when the girls had lost milestone weights I would get them to hold the dumbbell of the weight that they had lost now by that point you're on the five and I remember the photo I've got it like it's it's saved in like my bank of like things that I will always want to keep from coaching um so that first photo we come into the lockdown and like I say we have to move into these other other areas that needed a bit of focus let's talk about those um diet lifestyle factors what was 
what did old Nick do? What was your lifestyle like, generally speaking? um, I was really lazy. I, one of my favorite terminologies to describe how I was, I was, had a bad case of lazy bastarditis. I just, I was just lazy. Like there's no other word, like there's no other word for it. I did everything for convenience. I um, would, I didn't even do a weekly shop, really. Um, We had got to a point in our household where we would just go shopping every couple of days and then you'd just buy what you needed for tea and then fill the trolley with just other shit that you needed to or didn't need or you thought you needed at the time. Um, So probably this whole process, what it, taught me and what I had to work really hard at actually was being organized I'm naturally a really unorganized person like I'm the kind of person who likes to make a list but then I lose the list um so I had to work really really hard at that um so it was just silly little things like doing a weekly shop making a shopping list planning the meals that I was going to have making the shopping list from that kind of meal plan and um yeah probably planning has been the biggest change for me because it influences everything like if you don't have a plan then the diet falls down the workouts fall down and planning in workouts and things was difficult because my partner works shifts so it's not like I could commit every Monday Tuesday Wednesday or Monday Wednesday Friday to the gym or that's what I thought that's what I told myself as an excuse Um, and I found this pocket of time at half past five in the morning when everyone's in bed that is free Monday to Monday through to Sunday and so that's what I did I just had to hold myself accountable and kind of ask myself how much do you want it and what you need to implement the changes that you need to make so I did things like um once I've got that gym routine sorted I do a lot of batch cooking now I hate cooking um so I've found I've got a big batch um that you've shared with us that I've got from people online and on Instagram um, a lot of one pot cooking so I will cook it and then I will eat that for the next three days and um, eat it for lunch and tea it's not everybody's cup of tea but it really works for me it means that I can sort the kids tea out and I can eat whenever because it's just ready sitting there like good to go Um, yeah organization has been it sounds so simple and like insignificant but the best weeks that I've had have been the weeks where I've planned them within an inch of their life and implemented the plan that's probably the biggest bit like you can plan you can write down the plan but you've got to stick to the plan um and that's probably where you holding me to account was super was super super important I think there's so many things there that people will be I think pleasantly surprised at you saying you know what you're you alluded to it there that you weren't a morning person and yet you were finding this time in the morning the fact that you you know you say you hate cooking but you managed to plan out all these these meals and things and you're naturally not that organized a person like it's all these things that I think people assume that have when you lose a significant amount of weight or you suddenly start this fitness journey that overnight this just becomes this this thing that you do but it takes work consistently over time um, and yeah. you mentioned their accountability because what really came into its own, I think, during that lockdown period was that we had to all transition online and weekly check-ins became a must. Now, to give you, your weekly check-ins are some of the most, I usually, what I normally do is if I see yours is in the list next, I go, right, and I go to the coffee machine, make a new coffee because I know I'm going to have to sit down and give this one a really good read. They are detailed down to, there's always, always a lot of content that goes in your favour an awful lot of the time, doesn't it? I almost feel as though you use check-ins as a way to... Out yes, that's exact. I think for me, um, to begin with, I saw you as a bit of a problem solver for me. Um, this is the problem that I'm having and I can't overcome it. Probably the easiest way I can put it is that we all know to lose weight, we've got to be in a calorie deficit, right? And if we exercise, we burn more calories, we're going to lose weight quicker. I knew that 
at however many godly stone that I weighed. But if it was that simple as doing that, then we wouldn't have an, a problem with obesity in this country. People would be like, oh, I want to lose weight. I'm going to implement this, a calorie deficit into my lifestyle. And everybody would be losing the weight that they wanted to lose and everybody would be happy. But in reality, it's so much more difficult than that. So to begin with, I was accountable to you. But I think as my check-ins, I evolved and I grew mentally tougher, more resilient, and more confident in my ability. I think now when I write my check-ins, it's almost like I write them like I'm talking, but I can see the problem and I, I, said, I know what I need to do to fix it. So I don't need you to help me fix it anymore because I know what I need to do. By just putting it down on paper, I can see where I've gone wrong and think, right, that's the bit I want to adjust for next week. And then that bit will probably be great. And then someone else will be off. But that's just what happened. That's life, isn't it? But um, <clears throat> it's constantly moving. It's constantly changing. I think the biggest the biggest thing is people like, oh, you make, like so many people have reached out and said, like, what is your secret? Like, how are you so motivated? Like, I'm not motivated. Like, like I, I wish the words didn't exist. Like, it's the thing that got me started. But I just this feeling of getting results feels so good so yeah I can have a takeaway and I do but actually there's some nights where I think actually no I don't like it's not worth it <laughs> um it, it's just all about balance and perspective but for me um a lot of people say like oh I don't know like I'll have a go on my own like if you could do it on your own you probably would have already done it by now like how many years have you been dieting for and sometimes all is it all it takes and probably what you <laughs> what you provided for me was a really big bullshit detector like you can see right through it and that's what I needed somebody to hold up um hold like a mirror in front of me and to say well yeah okay but that's like don't make excuses you just made a poor choice like that's okay just own it and I think it's really ironic. I work in learning and development. I've spent years of my learning and development career training people in a business setting about accountability. And here I am unable to or struggled to put that framework, which is really similar to the framework that you use, into my lifestyle because it's so much more complex than just doing it or not doing it. It's the reality is so much different. And do you know what? That's OK. Um, but there are people out there who can help you kind of clear the path to make things so much easier for yourself so that you are successful. And then once that starts, that's the bit that's motivating. That's the bit that wants you to keep going because it feels really good. When I lifted that 5K, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, dumbbell up in the gym, you, you know, you were like, you've lost five kilos. And I was like, oh, yeah, like it's five kilos. And then I remember you went like storming over to get the dumbbells. I was like, what's she doing? Where is she going? Then he came back and you put it in my hand. You went, that's five kilos. And I burst into tears because to be able to quantify that five kilos as an actual weight rather than, oh, you've just lost a number. Mm -hmm. Like it means nothing. Whereas if you go and like, um, I've gone into Tesco and made Ryan give me like, put the sugar on me. I've lost this amount of weight. Like it's, it's little things like that. Like it's, it, it really, it really helps kind of flick the switch to say, actually, do you know what? Yeah. Five kilos might not sound like a lot, but put it in a rucksack and go walking with it. It's a lot. <laughs> um, the amount of times I've messaged you about this so many times, the amount of times that I've cried over your check-ins purely because there's, I'm so invested in them and there's always so much content and I'm just so <laughs> You normally catch me on my period and I just ball like like a baby at whatever's going on on whatever week but no it's um there is just so much and there's so much that you I think it would be really useful to say you know what are what are the your biggest struggles like what have been is it is it family life is it I was on the podcast yeah. from Graham Fitness the other day and Rob used this amazing line where he said momentum builds motivation 
And I think that that is so true. There's no like, you don't read a quote on Instagram and you suddenly become motivated. It's this momentum that you build within yourself that you have to continually, like a hamster wheel, build and build and build that keeps it going. But I think, you mean, you're always so honest when you, you know, can't be bothered to go and do a workout. And what are the actual, like, what is it that have been the struggles? Is it the family life? Is it the early mornings? Is it the cooking? What's um it's probably been a bit of a few different things probably to begin with like I'm a full t- like I work full time I've got two young kids Ryan works full time he works shifts so I'm down on the pecking order like I'm my priorities don't always come first and that's okay but that doesn't mean to say that I don't deserve or shouldn't get the time that I need to invest in myself and that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned that actually my kids get the best out of me when I'm eating properly when I'm working out good because that has a mental that, that has an impact on my headspace and well-being mentally and then I'm a better mum because of that um, so that to begin with was a struggle I was never a morning person to begin with so when I kind of discovered that kind of pocket of time in the mornings the thought of getting up at like half five in the morning like oh god like oh there's not and you can't you think oh I need to can't even set an alarm I have to set the alarm on a Fitbit because like your kids are like hawks the minute you're out of bed I just had to put these strategies in place that made it work for me so I need to be at the gym at half five so everything's ready to step into literally my clothes are piled up in the order that I'm going to put them on so I don't have to go fumbling about for pants in the morning I literally get up I don't brush my hair I don't brush my teeth like just do the bare minimum possible down a protein shake and go to the gym and get it done probably I've got like a gym playlist so it like really pumps me up on the way um and it was hard in the winter doing that like it was that it was pitch black dark cold like defrosting the car at five o'clock like quarter past five in the morning like what the, what the, why am I doing this um but then again after a while once you've done it it just becomes normal I was getting to the point where at the weekends I was like waking up being like oh well, it's quite past six and everybody else is like, I'm just going to get up and go and have a coffee like your body just changes and adapts and I think you come to believe in yourself a little bit more I think part of me thought I can't wake up at five o'clock in the morning because I'll be really tired and you were like go to bed earlier it's like oh never even thought of that and it sounds so obvious like okay then I'll go to bed like um I can't sit and watch Grey's Anatomy till midnight in bed anymore. Like just those sacrifices that I've made that I just, it was just stupid things I was doing before. Um, yeah, I think when I see the benefits that this whole journey has had for my kids, like I say to people, when you find your reason why, and if it's a good enough reason why, that's what will keep you going. And yeah, when the difference to help um this kind of summer Libby was learning to ride a bike um and you know what it's like stabilizers come off you hold the seat and you run up and down the field me had I not have started this journey I wouldn't have been able to do that Ryan would have had to have done that with her but I was in a space whereby he wasn't going out and I was like come on I'll take you out on your bike like I could do it so you know how can you not give those things you know my kids are benefiting so it's you know it's a no it's a no-brainer really um from that side of things but yeah you just you you just adapt you change you evolve so I'm not that same person that I was however many like you over more than a year now um and that's okay because I'm better for it and um, not that I was a bad person I was just in a different space to what I'm in now and that's okay too but um yeah the changes that it makes to your life far outweigh the inconveniences of having to cook having to get up at five o'clock in the morning it's just it becomes your new normal yeah I think I, I remember the video you sent me of <clears throat> Libby on her bike uh, the first time and, and you with her um they're such a driving force behind everything that you do aren't they and I've seen the videos also of them doing ups and their squats and they know all about mums yeah they love it I like just 
yeah I think for me a big part of why I did this is I don't want them to be I don't know you see it now with social media it has such a negative influence for particularly I think on girls growing up um, and I don't want my kids to experience that I want them to understand that being fit and healthy is different to what you see in some of these images that they are going to see it's inevitable and um, And part of that was helping them to see that I'm getting healthy and I'm getting fit. Um, And Libby understands that. She will like that. She'll work out. She'll come out. You're getting steps in. She got a Fitbit for a Christmas, like for a birthday, I think it was last year. And so it's those kind of that lifestyle that's rubbing off on them too. And I think that's really, really important. And I can say to the girls, oh, you can have, um, (coughs) excuse me, sorry, you can have, um, chicken nuggets and chips for tea or you can have um mexican chili with rice and veggies what do you want and they'll go for what i'm having every time like so actually it's we're evolving now in that as a family we're now eating more together and so i'm having to cook more frequently but we're all eating healthier it's having an impact on everybody and it's that's you know that's win-win there's just there's so much um I god I hope everyone listens to this um Nick let's talk about the milestones because the kids are a integral part of the milestones that you've set yourself and everyone who says to you on Instagram probably knows what these are but going back to the five kilo dumbbell I remember walking down the gym floor with you and we were talking about what we wanted to do next and what the next goal was and you turned around to me and you said I want to lose an Ellie <laughs> and she I'd put her on the scales when I checked in before because I'll check in on a Friday be like can I stand on the scales and we're all in our pants in the kitchen you know like weighing in because my bathroom floor is too bumpy <laughs> to, to weigh in and um, so yeah so um yeah I want to lose an Ellie I wanted to and she at the time weighed 15 kilos and it seems it seems so it seems so far away but yeah that was the first one that was the first one and that was at the end of the first lockdown so when you say that your lockdown was successful you managed to lose with home workouts with steps and with calories we worked with calories and a protein target as well at that point you managed to lose the 15 kilos that was an Ellie and there is a photo of her on your shoulders as your weight um when you you got to that milestone (laughs) we were back in the gym and the next obvious milestone was that you would then go on to lose a Libby yeah and she was 27 kilos um so yeah it was a big I was like oh my god I've just got to this and I've got to go lose like another how many like am I stupid um but yeah no we wanted to lose a Libby and that that, was, that felt like a long slog that one um that was, that, was that, was time. that was over another a uh, another lockdown a Christmas and yeah it was just a, a really difficult tricky situation but you did it and you did that and then it was uh, let's hit the 30 and then look at that that's I know and it's like oh I did it like what, we what now? now we're like how do we how do we take that photo how do, <laughs> how we, do we take that photo I don't know like, I don't know I could I don't know I could lift 30 kilos I think for me the biggest thing for that I think what was really encouraging is that I got to that 27 kilo I had I had a back injury too so I wasn't for some of that I wasn't I wasn't working out for a few weeks of that either which is insane to think I was like I can't believe I'm not even working out like I'm still (laughs) losing weight so I think that's probably a really important thing you know if you think oh I can't fit these workouts in then actually like they don't have to be an integral part of a weight loss journey like they help and I've enjoyed them and they've helped me massively but I was still losing like a kilo here one and a half kilos there just simply focusing on um on the diet but the biggest thing about when I took that photo with Libby was it made me think back to my first PT session with you and I couldn't lunge I couldn't do it like I couldn't balance um and um (laughs) I couldn't lunge with her on my back either because she's bloody heavy like so to think that 
everything was difficult because I was carrying that about in everything that I did, everywhere that I went. Like walking up, walk up the stairs with my six-year-old on your back. Like, yeah, you'll be sweating when you get to the top because she weighed like 27 kilos is a lot. Um, so that for me was the biggest like, like, oh my God, I can't, like, I can't believe this. So I think it's really important if you can to really quantify the numbers and put a, put a value to it um, mm-hmm. if you can. I don't know, I've seen, um, when I started with you really early on, you said to me to go and listen to Brian Keane's podcast with Trisha, Trisha's Transformation. I really resonated with her story. And um, just recently she did the same thing, but with butter and um, and she piled, you know, she like piled it all up. And I think taking those moments, even if you're like, who probably it's not ideal, maybe in a COVID situation, like touching all the sugar, but, um, you, you know, if you can go into the gym and lift it, like get a rock sack, shove the dumbbell in the rock sack and do a workout. That's something that I'm kind of kind like toying with the idea of trying something like that. Get your weight um, Should we get your weight Yeah, just, doing, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I think it's really important just to take a tiny step back and say, this whole thing has not been plain sailing. So you touched on it there with the The last couple of weeks have been quite tricky um, from an online point of view and from this, this is where your check-ins have really come into their own, haven't they? Because as much as you can act as a mirror to yourself, as much as I will throw in, you know, handy hints and tips and keep you accountable where I need to, but there were really practical things the last little while, like injuries, the, the couple of weeks that you just couldn't train. Now, that really would be the point where a lot of people would say, right, nope, sorry, you know, that Nick that drank at the first lockdown and, you know, dealt with it later. I think Let's she, just get on it. Yeah, she probably would have poured the Jack Daniels and <laughs> would have seen you. On the- <laughs> but that was a real pivotal point where we had to say, right, it's this or it's this. This is the what we can do. We can pull your calories down a little bit. We'll try and get the steps up where we can, but we can't rely on that completely. And workouts are out. Like I would much rather that you took this time to recover. And did you you lost a kilo and then a kilo and a half two consecutive weeks? Yeah, it was yeah, it was crazy. Like I think I'd lost, I'd um I went from like the 25 to 30 mark really? way quicker than I thought because like because I had that injury I thought well steps were kind of out I could get steps in I could maybe hit like 7,000 and the next day I'd be like oh my back's killing so it was just about like trying to find that balance and not like not pushing it too far and just you say it all the time trust in the process like just trust the process um but yeah I think probably some of the harder parts for me was um when I look back on lockdown it was probably the reason that I probably excelled at that period of time was because Ryan was furloughed so I was still working I was working from home but actually if I just wanted to work out I could work out because he was there if I wanted to go for a walk I just left him with the kids or I took the kids with me um just silly little things like that so some of the biggest transition periods and where I've struggled is now like he's going back to work just now um, and when he went back to work after the first lockdown it's like right we need to kind of re-establish this routine um so yeah it's just you get there though you just plan it plan the week plan, look at the week see what everyone's doing where everybody needs to be and there will be pockets of time where you can either sit and watch Netflix or you can go out for a walk and um I think probably me this time a year ago be like oh I can't I've got a three-year-old I can't take her for a walk I think in the height of lockdown we had Ellie walking five miles like just building it up gradually like so you can use them as your excuse or you can take them with you and then they're in bed early and you can have peace and quiet in the evenings (laughs) yeah bring them to boot camp (laughs) so the girls came to boot camp one day and there is a video of you doing walking lunges and I think you've got one in each hand and it's (laughs) amazing it's just like ultimate wonder woman super mum um but I think it's it's a fair point that people don't do not think that you make this decision to start this process and it's a lovely loss every week or it's no it's a brilliant check. I think you see pictures don't you on you see it here's the start and um 
I don't know you think I don't I guess I people might look at my photos and think oh god like um I used to look at photos like that and be like I wish I I just really want I said it to you I, I want like a start and a this uh, this was me and then this is me now um and I kind of got that at the end of last year but yeah like it it wasn't easy and I worked really hard for <laughs> I worked really really hard for it and it was tough but that feeling that like I still if I'm having a really shit time and I think I just can't be bothered I'll look at those photos and think right come on like we can do this um yeah it it is tough but everything's tough like being a mum's tough going to work and learning new things is tough but we do it because it's just what you have to do this is no different the only difference is you have probably more of a choice and it's you know actually about sometimes making the right making the right choice and will you make the right choice all the time no is that okay yeah like yeah I think the way that you have helped set this up for me is that um nothing's off the table like if I want to go with the girls and have a McDonald's I'll go with the girls and have a McDonald's it's just if I've how many calories I've got left or what I'm having for tea will determine what I'm eating like, will I have a McFlurry now? No, I very rarely have a McFlurry now. Like, I, it's just, it. everything is a everything is a choice. Take it all one choice at a time. And if you make the wrong one, like, that's okay. Like, don't let it derail you. And I think that's probably where I would go really wrong before. Um, I'm probably a big emotional eater, or I, I certainly was a lot more so. Um, and I remember checking in with you once and saying, oh, you know, um, I binged. I went all out and I binged. Um, and then it happened again a couple of months later. But the second time that it happened, I am, um, well, the first time it happened, uh, it wrote the day off. Um, the second time it happened, I counted how many calories I'd, I'd eaten. And it was like 480 or something. I think I texted you, were like, how many calories was it? I was like, 480. And you were like, is that it? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, actually, like, that's not the end of the it's not the end of the world whereas previously that would have been my um that would have just totally derailed me and then I'd have just not gone back or not done anything I think one thing about you and the way that you talk now you have a very relaxed way about how you you put across what you do and it's almost as though it's almost as though you can talk as though you are looking in from the outside does that make sense it's almost like you're imagining you're talking to a friend where you would say, well, actually, do you know what? <laughs> Realistically, this is the situation here. And I think with you, Nick, it's all about, and with most of our clients, actually, it's, it's making more of the right decisions. Crucially, it's not making all the right decisions. It's just making a higher proportion of those good choices. Now do that and do it consistently. Do it when it's boring, do it when it's hard, do it when you're not really, but just continue to do that. And I think it's, it's tale as old as time. People will give up before they've gotten the results. It's all in the head, it's all in the, in the mindset, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I saw a really good thing um, the other day and I put it into one of my statuses in um, Instagram. Don't think of it as one day, like turn one day into day one, like that's all you've got to do is just commit to what you can control within that day. And then the next day, like if bits didn't work, yeah, just do it again. A lot of that's a lot of people say to me, oh, like you just eat the same thing all the time. Yeah, I do. Because it works. And I'm all right with that. Like I'm all for an easy, I'm all for an easy life. And if that's what works for you, great. If it doesn't work for you, then that's okay too. Like there's so many, um, there's so many different ways of doing it no one's no one person's journey is the same and that's okay and it isn't all roses and well, it's a lot of swearing of it's just what happens it's reality it's reality what about some practical tips for someone looking to start their journey what about someone listening to this that thinks geez I want to do that I really want a bit of that um, it's tough it sounds challenging but the pros outweigh the cons what would you say to someone um, the only regret I have is not doing this sooner and if you and when you start this journey and you start getting results that'll be the only thing that you regret you won't regret anything else like you literally have nothing to lose like you have everything to gain 
So it might not work out the way that you planned it. And that's okay because life happens. I think I would definitely recommend to people who, if like me, you are maybe in a little bit of sight, you know, slimming clubs, this, not getting, you know, it's very stop start. Just having that structure of somebody who, um, that help and support from somebody um, to help you makes a massive, massive difference. I think um, had I just joined the gym and not started working with you, it would have fizzled out to nothing because I would have been working out. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But nothing else would have changed. I still, my eating habits would have stayed the same. So it's it's not just as simple as doing one or the other. It does. It is a little bit of, you know, looking at everything that's going to influence and work but you can make it work for you and that doesn't have to be like I don't know squatting with the big boys in you know in the free weights area of the gym it doesn't have to be that it can just be going out and smashing 15,000 steps a day while you're walking the dog like you, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain and be aware of your excuses like write them down um if your excuses are I can't do it because of this I can't I one of my excuses was I want to get help but I can't afford it I can't afford it and I, I came back after you'd I'd had that first PT session with you and you gave me a sheet of paper and I thought oh, God, I can't I really want to do this but I can't afford it I had an 800 pound childcare bill and I invested in myself I stopped invested investing in my own self-sabotage nights out drinks eating shit takeaway we probably did a takeaway once a week 20 pound a pop like that's it paid for like it 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 seems like it's impossible but when you sit down and really think about it like you can make changes in your life to allow you to invest in yourself and before I used to think oh my god like it seems it's it's just money and I've not got it like yeah it is money but you will I said that to you didn't I like I've I've saved money because I'm not ordering I'm shopping from the list like my shopping bills went down everything went down another um, that's when she says I, I pay for you in wine and takeaway coffees yeah that's that it. she added up what she that's spent it. a month and she said I've not only have you think about but I've saved this because it's gone in another way or a night out a month like I know <laughs> that's really insult. I just throw that one in there when no one can go anywhere but and um, but yeah like and an, like a night out two nights out and I got to the point where um I was going out and like being the designated driver and thinking actually I'm gonna get up in the morning and feel fine people say to me not having a drink and I'd be like no because I've got Sunday sweat in the morning there's no I'm not doing those battle ropes and burpees like the, the hangover and that was it. I think you did it once and that was possibly enough. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like the last time ever. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing. You can't, when you think, um, if you think, God, I really need help, but I can't afford it. And that was probably the biggest thing for me. You can, because you're currently invested in sabotaging yourself, like invest in something that's going to really benefit yourself. And um, think of your reason why. Like if you've got your reason why and it's strong enough and it means something enough to you, you'll you'll do it. And it, if you've got kids, they'll be the best reason. I am now the mum who can run about with my kids and not just sit and hold the bags. Like, and that is, that's priceless. Now they'll be saying to me like, oh, I'm too tired. Like, I can't do it. Like, come on. Like, let's keep running. Let's run to the next lamppost. Like that, you know, you can't put a, like, you can't put a price on that. Um, and my kids will remember that they'll remember those things when they you know when they grow up and you know the, um, you just sat and I'm choking for a sports day like a mum's race like I'm dying for this like come on and just silly little things like that you know and the, the hardest worker when you talk about you know what you've done it's been hard graft and anyone who's ever done a class with you won't be surprised at that because the effort that you put in in all of the workouts that you do is is up here it's just you in your own zone doing your thing and you, you absolute testament to everything that you do and um, nick i won't keep you too much longer but what's what do you see in the future for you what does future nick look like and 
Oh, I don't know. I think this is a really difficult one for me. Um, I would love to get to 50 kilos off. I was thinking about this the other day when you sent some information through. I'd love to get to 50 kilos. I think last year I lost 26. I would love to do that again this year. That would take me just over 50. Like that would be the icing on a really good cake and we can eat cake to celebrate when that happens um, this is your accountability okay so we'll have to do another one another recording when we lose 50 but yeah we'll do like <laughs> we'll do cake smash photos to celebrate or something <laughs> so it's, it's gone out into the big wide world everyone's heard it 50 kilos and that's 50 that's kilos everyone weight metric is there anything else for you in life um no I just think um oh yeah so me and Ryan have talked about we've been I've actually been engaged for years years and years and years and years um and we've never really booked a wedding but we've seen a venue and we're talking about dates so yeah a really sexy wedding dress would be really nice like I've been looking at dresses that don't have backs because when you lose weight, you lose your boobs. So hopefully more of that will be lost. And um, yeah, just, yeah, to walk down um, the aisle being like a really fit bride would be really cool. Um, for the end of the year, non-weight wise, I'd love to be in a size 12 pair of jeans or in a super dry hoodie from the girls section that'll zip up and not a boys one that would be really nice um but yeah it's really silly things like that like I want I'd like to go to Topshop and buy a pair of jeans just because I can <laughs> um things that I've never done like I've never done it never been able to do it it's things that if you did it they would mean so much because of everything that went behind them it's not the jeans it's the two years of hard graft and 5.30 starts that went into that. And that's something that only you will know and that you will get the feeling from when it happens, when it happens, not if, when. Oh yeah, there's no if, like that's not negotiable. <laughs> like I've not come this far to put it all back on again. There is no way on this earth that's ever gonna happen. So yeah, it is a when that's going to happen and um you know too much now to go back do you think you know do you think you just every too much has changed for you to go back um the easy thing to do would be to just go back just give up and go back um that's I think um my kids deserve better than that and that's why that won't happen and on that note I think um, no one is going to be able to listen to this and not take so much away. From a coaching point of view, I can say things once, twice, 300 times, but coming from someone who has literally walked the walk, lost the weight, prepped all the meals, got up in the morning, it means so, so much more. You are a walking, talking example of everything that I hope um, I can promote, that I, I the ladies that I love to work with um, have a very, very similar mindset to you. The reason that I wanted you on, Nick, is that you have a very, very infectious way. Anyone who's done a class with you or has seen you in the gym or has listened to one of your Instagram stories, you have a very dry, comical, infectious way of just putting it straight to the point. There's no bullshit there. Um, if anyone was looking to follow your progress a little bit more, where can they find you? <laughs> um, you can find me on instagram so um i'm at nicole w999 um or they'll find me on your page too i'm there somewhere you'll see me in my pants somewhere on caroline's instagram <laughs> like on a grid post somewhere sorry for that everybody <laughs> be tagged in this as well but i think um you are you're just someone who there's nothing negative on there you're just a it's just a boost it's just a really honest uh, perspective of what's going on and it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on so thank you so much for your time because I know you are super super busy and this has been a, a bit of an impromptu throw together like let's just get on and record it and um, so thank you so much and I will actually see you in the morning for your check-in <laughs> I know right Woo! <laughs> is it gonna be woo or is it <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Hope so. Better be. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, okay, it was always good. It's always good. I will, um, yeah, we'll catch up tomorrow. And yeah, thank you so much for your time, Nick. Thank you for having me. Problem, we'll catch up soon. Wow. I don't actually know if I need to say anything other than just, Nick, thank you so much for taking the time. I was listening to this yesterday, just when I was formatting and putting the podcast together. I was sitting in Starbucks and well, I snorted my drink through my nose uh, at one point and had to message her and say, she's just wonderful. And, you know, I, I was sitting there just feeling really, really inspired by one of my own clients and rightly so she's just a wonderful woman a wonderful mom and yeah thank you for sharing it's very brave to talk about what is a very personal journey for everyone and exactly as she says it's completely individual so thank you so much um i probably don't need to follow on uh with anything else the podcast is ever sponsored by muse your code caroline is going to get you your money off um but yeah, just go away, feel inspired. And if that's made you want to start your own journey, then jump on my Instagram, click on the link in my bio and become a client. It's as easy as that. And uh, we can get your own fitness journey up and running. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week and we'll catch up soon.